sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton here on a Wednesday filling in for the usual quarterback, Benny Stevens. And what a Wednesday it is in sports. We've got the Stanley Cup finals getting underway this evening. NBA game six looming. Chef Curry, what's he got in store for us? The US Open Golf teeing off tomorrow. The MLB, the NFL preseason mini camps are underway. Megan, what a Wednesday it is. What a time it is in sports. Are you ready to steady the ship for our man, Benny Stevens? Let's go, Dubs. We have a lot to live up to, though, by the way. Ben has been killing it. Shout out to him. He's like five minutes away from us right now. So maybe we need like a little pop-in appearance while he's doing some family time. But I'm so excited. We've got so many amazing games going on this week. So, of course, lots of odds, lots of stories, lots of things to get into here on this Wednesday morning. Yeah, West Coast Warriors, shout out, Benny. Hey, n- none better, Megan. The MLB last night, a couple of big results. What about the Bronx Bombers, the Yankees, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now? Garrett Cole, he got slapped around in his last outing. They got it done last night, two to nothing. I mean, talk about form, talk about high-octane offense. The likes of Aaron Judge, 24 home runs to his name for the season. Juan Carlos Stanton, Rizzo, these guys are doing it all, and they looked very impressive last night. They're the Yankees, Dubs. What do we expect? They're always going to be a top contender, but Garrett Cole, comeback game for him after his career high of five home runs against him against Minnesota last game. So good to see him back out there. The Rays have allowed 40 unearned runs this season, which is the second most in the majors behind the White Sox. The Yankees are killing them. They didn't have a chance. I like this game here. And the Yankees only actually had five hits, but now they sit at 45 and 16. They have the best 61 game start since Seattle in 2001. You could never not not count on the Yankees. They're always going to be a team you have to worry about. Yeah, and it's hard for us to say that, Megan, being out here on the West Coast. You know where our loyalty lies, but I mean, the Mets and the Yankees, I asked the question in the American League East, who can catch the Yankees right now? Are they going to come back? Are they going to plateau out? I mean, these guys are seeing the baseball like it's a beach ball. It's that big coming at them, a win streak of five now. It is a decent division they're in. I mean, the Blue Jays, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Red Sox, the poor Baltimore Orioles, they must just be saying, hey, let's start working towards next season. We are right up against this. I mean, minus 390 there for the Yankees to win the AL East, and they're looking every bit of that right now. You, you've got to take Yankees here, and I know we are loyal to the Dodgers, but uh, Aaron Judge has had 24 home runs this season, a 48 RBI. I mean, I look at the Blue Jays here. Yeah, you know, there's more value on there at plus 450. But I'm, you know, I'm keeping safe here. The Yankees, they're going to get it done. They might not, you know, they might plateau a little bit here. We're only, you know, approaching the middle of the season. I don't think this is going to go on forever. However, in an AL East where they've always kind of been this dominant team, I'd be surprised to see the Blue Jays or anyone else really come up on top. 
Yeah, and, and look, it's all about uh, you know salary for me. You look at the active payrolls for these guys. The Yankees, $247 million. The Boston Red Sox, $219 million. How much are the Orioles spending on their lineup this season? $64 million. Money talks, baby. No. Money talks. They, 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 no they, salary cap. In. Yeah, that's it. We welcome in our radio listeners, Channel 159, Sirius XM. This is the morning after. And you're probably thinking, that's not Benny Stevens. That doesn't sound like Benny. It's Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton. Getting the Wednesday started right. We just recapped there. The New York Yankees, I mean, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, getting it done over Tampa Bay last night. Two to nothing. Garrett Cole hitting the form again. But we got a bit touch on our West Coast faithful, the Dodgers, also getting back in the winner's circle last evening. And, Megan, I've been a little shaky with them of late. They haven't been as red hot as they started the season. Dave Roberts needs to get it together. They win two to nothing last night against the Angels. The 101 freeway series, they only just got it done. I mean, they had bases loaded there in the ninth. Kimbrell comes out and gets the job done. Thankfully for that. I, I agree, Doves. I'm a little bit disappointed in our Dodgers team, especially going up against the Los Angeles and Angels, who really have just been, I mean, straight up terrible this, this season. So you look at the Dodgers, and I think they are going to get it together. You know, they're not as red hot maybe as the Yankees right now. However, I look at, you know, Tony Gonzalez played six solid innings. He, he lowered his ERA to 1.42. That's great. You can't really ask for much better. But by the way, did you see Mike Trout, Angels Mike Trout, his broken bat flying into the umpire's face during that game? That was the storyline for me. Very scary. Hope he's doing well. We are obviously sending our well wishes to him. But pretty scary stuff. You never know how serious the injuries can get in baseball. Yeah, I'd be more scared about the form slump the Angels are going through. I mean, they get rid of Joe Madden. Nothing's changed on that front. But, I mean, for the Dodgers, they're playing a little beat up right now. I mean, Bueller's going to be out for the next eight weeks. Gonzalez's been fantastic. What a revelation. Tyler Anderson on the mound this evening. He's another gunslinger. So, I like it when we got those two guys out there. You look at the odds here. I mean, the Dodgers plus 195. National League outrights. We, we can't go against that. The Mets as well, plus 380. They've been in a rich vein of form. And considering that Scherzer... And DeGrom have not even been you know, in their rotation. Scary stuff there. But, hey, we can't give up on the Dodgers. Whenever there's a glimmer of hope, Gonsolin on the mound, Tyler Anderson this evening, we are coming back. And Kershaw's starting to look all right. Keep it locked here. The morning after, we are just getting started here on a Wednesday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton getting your Wednesday morning started right. Touching on some MLB, some big fixtures on the cards for this evening, Megan. Atlanta Braves taking on the Nationals. The Braves, for me, one of the hottest teams in baseball. They're trying to go back-to-back. They've now won 13 on the trot. They have found something. They found whatever they were dishing out last year, but here they come. Here come the Braves, the poor Nationals, up against it tonight. 
No way the Nationals are winning. If there's one thing I've learned about betting on baseball, go with the team that's hot. And 13 wins in a row, that's pretty hot. So I am definitely taking the Braves here. Uh, they've had the longest win streak by a defending champion. They are going to be a good team this year. We already have seen that. There's no way the Nationals stand a chance. The Braves beat the Nationals last night 10-4. They had 17, they've had 17 home runs in the past four games. So if there's a team that I'm confident in, it is the Atlanta Braves. And there's only one, I think someone actually here on the show said this, there's only one time you can lose on a team that's hot. It's not going to be tonight. There's no way I've got my money on Braves money line at minus 184. I like it. Spencer Strider taking on Eric Fetty on the mounds there. If you like, if you look at the National League East, again, we touched on it before the break, the Mets are having... Quite the run as well, 41-22 and 22 for their campaign. Uh, but the Braves are just charging up here. That's what's going to happen when you win 13 in a row. For the poor old Nationals, 23-41. and 41. They get absolutely beat up as expected. They are just making up the numbers here. Look, given those two pitches, I expect there may be some runs this evening. You look at the overs-unders there, set at 9, minus 122 to fly over that. I absolutely like that. Uh, I, I think the Braves are going to continue to make a push here to catch up to the Mets for the top of that National League East spot. Uh, for the Nationals, they, they've got to try and get it together, maybe catch up to the what the Marlins, still five wins behind them. So it's not looking good. What, the Mets minus 250 here to take out the National League East. I think the Braves at plus 260, Megan, is still a good value play. I mean, it is early days in the MLB season. I mean, it's early and there's nothing to tell us why we shouldn't bet on the Braves. Plus 260, good value there, especially for a defending champion. Right now, their record is 36 and 27. You look at the Mets with the best record in the NL East with or NL at 41 and 22. So, yes, the Mets are the, you know, maybe the safer option, but. I mean, the Braves are really intriguing here. Why would you go against a defending champion, also someone who's on a 13-game win streak? That is hard to do here. So I actually do really like the value here at plus 260 Braves. Yeah, and, and for the Mets, they're going to have to be uh, strong as always. I mean, Scherzer and DeGrom, you put them back in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Watch out. They're, they're going to be a force. Another big game going on this evening, Miami Marlins taking on the Phillies. Fish versus the Phillies, uh, the Marlins, 28-32, fourth in the NL East. The Phillies sitting at third there, 31-31 and 31 apiece. Uh, I'd have to say Phillies probably got the edge for this one. Any leans for this game this evening there, Megan? I mean, the Marlins have won six of their last eight games. This is my initial bet. Uh, Pablo Lopez was supposed to start today. His wrist isn't 100%, so... We don't know necessarily what their play is going to be. The bullpen has not been super strong. The odds currently aren't even up on this game. I think they'll probably come out a little bit later once we know what the Marlins are going to do. There's a chance for Philly to rack up some runs here, just given, you know, Pablo being out. I think that this gives maybe Philly an advantage here, but the Marlins are, I'd say, a little bit of a better team, a little bit more hot right now than Philadelphia. So I'm going to hold off my bets until we see the odds, but I still feel like the Marlins have a better shot at this. Yeah, and the Marlins got a wild victory there last night, 11-9. to Yeah. Done. Jose Aguilar right at the death there. So, hey, the MLB is heating up. This is one of the strongest divisions going right now. Um, you, you look at another big game for the season, Milwaukee taking on the Mets, who we touched on. As, as good as the Yankees have been, the Mets are right there. I mean, the, the two New York teams coming out, firing what? We're, we're now past a third 
third you know way through the season and the Mets without DeGrom and Scherzer have still been firing on all cylinders so that is what scares me I see why they're at the top of the board there but again can they run it back this evening can they keep it hot I still think the Mets uh, should be favorite in this game so I, I mean I love the value at plus 106 for the Mets they won four four to nothing yesterday. The Brewers have been shut out four times this season already. You know, I, I think an interesting bet here, though, might be the under. I don't know if we're going to see as much production as we normally would. However, I, I just I can't find myself to bet against the Mets here. Yeah, I think for the Brewers, Corbin Burns on the mound. You know, this guy's been sensational. Uh, 2.4 ERA. 96 whip, 92 strikeouts for the Mets. It's going to be David Peterson. So I do see why the minus 124 number is there for the Brewers. I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. And Corbin Burns, we talk about the Cy Young, you know, futures betting. Who's got the best arm in the business? This guy has been uh, very strong thus far. I mean, uh, of course, we're going to throw in a couple of our Dodgers. You know, Tony Gonsolin, we mentioned earlier. <laughs> there uh, got guys like Shane McClanahan have been fantastic. Justin Verlander is always going to be Turn up this one. I mean, some of these numbers here, Joey Musgrove plus 450, Burns there plus 550. We'll see that tonight. Zach Wheeler at 13 to 1. Our man Gonzalin at 24 to 1. Put a bit of respect on his name. <laughs> Come on now. Megan, what do you think? Is it, is it too respect. early to read into these numbers? Or is this when we should be targeting a bit of value, a third way of the season done? I mean, you're not you're not going to beat the value here. That you're absolutely right. It is a bit early, but I mean, I like I like Corbin Burns at plus five fifty. He won last year. He's got like you said a two point four three ERA. That that's really good. And plus five fifty. That's that's still amazing odds for someone who won the award last year. I do think it is a bit early. So if you know you're feeling risky and you want to go with someone with like a fifteen to one odds, then you're obviously going to have a bigger payout here. But I'm going to go somewhere in the middle here. I like Corbin Burns at plus uh, 550. Yeah, love it. The beauty of the MLB, it never sleeps. And that's what we're all about, identifying that value. But for the pitchers, Megan, I mean, so much can go wrong. One little tweak, oh, one yeah. bad throw. They're out for six weeks. You know, Kershaw's been sidelined there. So be very careful with this being. But that's why I like it. I think that's why it does present value. Not, not all these pitchers are going to go through you know, what is a 162-game season? It is still early days here in the MLB, but we do like what we've seen. I mean, you look, you look at who's had great form, who's had the worst losing streak here. I mean, you look at teams like the, the Kansas City Royals, Detroit Tigers, these guys are slipping. Um, the Nationals, again, getting beat up. So, yeah, I mean, we, we look at the West, the National League West, Dodgers, Padres still doing it strong. Uh, love the MLB, Megan. A huge slate coming up this evening there. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's all about teams that are hot. And that's what's fun about it is because, you know, there might only be call it like seven to eight teams that are actually really good in the league, but they all switch between who's doing well for these next seven games. And that's that's what makes it so intriguing. That's what makes it fun. Uh, you know, with so many games played in a season, it is kind of it is interesting because you you really you don't know what's going to happen. We're 61 games in right now. However, so much could change. We're not even halfway yet. Uh, you know, I, I like obviously, of course, we're going to look at the Dodgers here as just 
National League outright, plus 195. They're always going to be at the top. When's the last time we saw the Dodgers not here at the top? No one ever discredits the Dodgers or the Yankees for that matter. But we're in L.A., so we're always going to be looking here at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, our man Mookie Betts getting it done again there last night. And this is when the trade rumors start to circle. This is when the coaching carousel gets underway. Girardi's gone. Madden's gone for the Angels. Uh, La Russa there, you know, he, he's, he's not got too long to spare. They're chanting, fire him, fire him. So the MLB, this is when things are spicing up. For our Dodgers, don't, don't be alarmed. Uh, I, I think they're just going to be doing quite all right. Much better than those Angels anyway. Shohaim Otani, please. Mike Trout, see you later, pal. But again, <laughs> another big slate coming up. And Megan, Game 6 looming, NBA Finals. we got to talk about it. Golden State Warriors taking on the Celtics. I think it could be done. Keep locked down the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton taking you through the next couple of hours here on the Sports Grid Network. Megan, Game 6 looming for the Golden State Warriors taking on the Boston Celtics. Game 5, Golden State getting it done 104-94. to And Chef Curry, he wasn't even cooking. We thought it was a one-band ban. No, no, no. Think again. The other boys stepped up, notably Andrew Wiggins. He was sensational. Gary Payton coming off the bench. He is one of my new favorites, but for the Celtics, not good enough. Failed to step up, especially late in the game there. What'd you, what, what was your take on game five, Megan? Dubs, it is over for the Celtics. I've completely switched gears. I was, you know, betting Boston for a while, but you can't watch a game like this where Steph Curry just, you know, he's not on. Now, of course, they did change their coverage on Curry. They saw how it happened, you know, in game four. So in game five, they, you know, decided to blitz him a little bit more, cover him more. And then you're going to see, you know, him maybe not produce as much, but however, they were able, the Warriors were able to put up 104 points without Curry on point. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, how about him? 26 points, 13 rebounds, a statement dunk with two minutes left in the game. This was the best game for Wiggins in his eight-year career. I'd be afraid right now if I were the Boston Celtics because you do not have a game like that happen and think to yourself, Wow, game six is going to go great. You think Steph Curry is going to come back uh, happy about game five's performance? No, he's going to be upset, and he is going to let that anger show, and this is Steph Curry. He's he's controlled, but he's going to come back, and he is not going to be happy with game five. He's going to put up much more points. They're going. To, it's going to be interesting to see how the Celtics approach this game, though, just as far as their coverage with Curry, because now they realize, all right, maybe we shouldn't focus too much on him because – the Warriors can still out, outplay us here. So maybe I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere in the middle for the Celtics. However, ah, the Warriors, I think the Warriors are ending it. Game six, that's going to be it. I, I like it, Megan. I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, when is Steph Curry ever going to go for 0-9 from three ever again? 233 consecutive games without missing a three-pointer and dish that up last 
last outing, never again. So, hey, for the Boston Celtics, I would be very scared. And game six, game six, Clay, if you will, Clay Thompson, he was dynamite the other night, uh, stepping up for three there, 21 points, and we needed it from him. So, I think going into there, what, TD Gardens in Boston, I mean, you know, for them, it's been a, it's been a great run, but... Everyone goes on, Tatum's a superstar. Let's see it. You know, there's no true yeah. point guard in their lineup. Maybe that's putting a bit of extra pressure on Tatum, you know, at the back end of these games. But instead of stepping up, taking the game by the horns, he's going missing, if you ask me. So, you know, people say superstar. I question that. I'd say not yet. Maybe, not yet. maybe tomorrow, though, he's got to show us. Maybe. And, and you know, they're, they're still young. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you know, under 25 years old. The Splash Brothers are still alive and they are shutting everyone up, by the way. And I was kind of buying into the juice of like, all right, it's over for them. It's not. Steph Curry's like, uh uh, I'm upset about last night. But Clay Thompson, as you mentioned, game five, had a, he had a great game, a very efficient game. He was seven of 14 from the field, five of 11 from three point. And, you know, did what he needed to with Steph Curry just not producing. As you said, he was 0 for 9 from the 3. We never see that 7 of 22 overall. But Draymond Green made a good point. He said, Curry will be livid going into game six. And that's exactly what we need. An angry Warriors team after coming off a win. I don't care that it's back in Boston. This is it, guys. And you can get good value, actually, right now on the Warriors in game six at plus 140. So, to me, the bets are all on Golden State. Yeah, and look, Boston have actually been better on the road. Maybe it's the extra pressure of the home fans when in Boston. It's not easy playing in front of that raucous environment. But I looked at their bench, and they just got no no production coming from there. But, you know, for the Golden State Warriors, they do. The, the likes of Paul and Payton. I mean, I don't know if you heard this story about Gary Payton. Obviously, the old man, Hall of Famer, but he swapped around multiple, you know, teams, G League contracts, 10-day contracts. He was even going to apply as the video guy for the Warriors just to stay close to the team. And then if a 10-day contract comes up, he'd be right there, you know, first man up. But, I mean, he has been sensational, really stamped his mark on the series. And now he's a, he's a bona fide superstar here in the NBA. Great to see it. What do you go, 15-5 and five the other night? So, really, uh, really cool story. It really, it really is dubs, you know, kind of a full, full circle story. Happy for him. Um, happy just to see the development. It's cool to, cool to hear those stories and now see kind of the, the edge of the other rainbow, you'll call it. But uh, Gary Payton looking good. I think, you know, what I'm looking at here, though, dubs in game six is we need to see more production from Tatum, from Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, who's the def defensive player of the year. I don't feel like he's living up to what I thought he would in these finals so far. Um, and here's another interesting tidbit. All five of the games in this series have been decided by 10 or more points. It seems very on brand for the playoffs as a whole this season. There has been so many dominant, and you don't want to call them shootouts, but it's just, it, it hasn't been as close as maybe, maybe we'd like. So that's kind of my hope for tonight too. Um, you know, the spread has just been covering every time because there's there's no one there over 10 points. What can you do about that? I, I'm hoping for a little bit of a closer game tonight. Yeah, 18 turnovers. That is absolutely killing Boston. You've got to hold the ball. It's all about adjustments. I, I mean, you know, Ome Adoka, he has been sensational in his first campaign up top. But we know the experience. Steve Kerr, as you touched on the Splash Brothers, Draymond Green actually stood up. He was fantastic 
the other night. He was looking like the Draymond of old. He had that physicality, but he also dropped a couple of buckets as well. You look at the series price here, the Warriors minus 400. So obviously the books think this one is all over Red Rover. We seem to mm-hmm. agree. But again, if Tatum is a genuine superstar, time to show us, my man. Game six tomorrow. Take this game by the horns. He's going to have to do it for four quarters, whether someone's going to help him or not. I don't care if there's no genuine point guard out there for him. It is Tatum's time to shine. Show me, son. Time to show us, Tatum. And you look at just his props for t- uh, for tomorrow night. 28 and a half. I do like the under here. And I know that he's averaging 38 points per game, but he's averaging 23.2 points per game in the finals. That's a big number for me. And I think it's that additional pre- pressure. You know, as we said, these guys are young. They're, they're, they're new. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they're not, they're not nervous. This isn't affecting them as much. And so I like to look specifically at the finals numbers for Tatum, knowing that, you know, he really just hasn't had the production. I'm not saying that he hasn't been good, but he hasn't had that dominant game that we've needed to see. And that's really the only way I think the Celtics are going to stay in this. We have to see a mind-blowing game from Tatum or a mind-blowing game from Jalen Brown. I don't think it's going to happen. Because I'm riding with everything on the Warriors, I do like the under here on uh, Jason Tatum's 30, uh, 28.5 points in Game 6. Yeah, and in terms of... Uh finals mvp it's it's all over steph curry i mean I going over nine last game i don't think that really affects him he it is still he's whether or not uh boston still this one we go to a game seven that is surely all but locked up so if you had a futures ticket on curry at the start of the series hats off to you you could probably go and cash that one outside already you definitely can you know i don't care that he had an off game a really off game to be honest but uh, Steph Curry, he's going to come back. We're going to be, you know what's going to happen, Dubs? We're going to be on the show. We're going to be talking after game six going, there's Curry. He's back. All right. This is the Warriors team we know. Splash Brothers, everything. It's all good. And Steph Curry's going to finally win after many years of being deserving of this award. I really think Steph Curry is going to hit the over on 20, 28 and a half points in game six. I think he's going to hit the over on four and a half, three points made. This is going to be Curry's time to shine. Yeah, I, I do like over four and a half threes made. He's going to come out. He'll be shooting that rock uh, like nobody's business. So uh, Love to see it. Hey, it's been a great finals thus far. Two of the best teams all season long. This is what we want to see. The young guns taking on the experience of the Golden State Warriors. And right now, experience coming to the top. I mean, these guys have been there, done it all before. There's no Kevin Durant. They're leaning on this time. And I think that's been a big chip on the shoulder for the likes of, you know, Clay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry, Jerome Green. They're saying, hey, we, we don't need KD. We never did. He was there just to get the ring. We, we were the nucleus of that championship run, and here we are again. Maybe the start of another dynasty, but for the Celtics, they're not going away in a hurry. I mean, with such a you know good young core, um, they're going to be here for years to come, whether or not they can make something of this series. Look, to, to go seven games, minus 170, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to finish this one in six, plus 135, Megan. I, I do too. I mean, it's all over, and... It- I know we'd love to see a game seven. I'm not going to complain about a game seven. That's for sure. But I love the juice plus 135 for game six. I, I mean, I understand why the Celtics are favorites here in game six, but 
you know, I, I just, I don't see it happening. And I know it's going back. We're going back to Boston, but six games here, plus 135, Warriors call it it. That is over. We are done here. And, and I think, you know, the Warriors are shutting down. Not only are they shutting down the Splash Brothers are overs narrative, they're also shutting down, as you said, the Kevin Durant, you know, kind of narrative. They needed him. No, they did it. They never needed him. It's Curry and Thompson, and now we're even seeing guys like Andrew Wiggins step up. I really, really think this is going to be Golden State time to shine. Yeah, you, you know what scares me? Maybe the NBA gets uh, into the ear of the officials saying, hey, we'd love to see a Game 7, extra bucks, extra broadcasts. <laughs> so you never know. Maybe the Golden State Warriors up against some dodgy calls there tomorrow, but they're going to have to play physical. They're going to have to play up-tempo. And Steph Curry, he doesn't need space. Just keep throwing it up, son, and they're going to keep dropping. The Golden State Warriors, the Boston Celtics, tomorrow, Game 6. When we come back, we'll talk more. Joe Ranieri, the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton. Now we're joined by a very special guest. They say Mr. Make It Rain, Joey Ranieri. Joe, we're going to talk some NBA finals here. Yes, the Miami Heat, they're no longer around, but the Boston Celtics trying to stay in this one up against the Golden State Warriors. Game six, is it all but done? Is the fate sealed? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm... I'm choking a little bit here this morning, like the Celtics have been over the last two games, Dubs, okay? Let's be realistic here. And uh, good morning, Megan. Good morning, Dubs. Always a pleasure to be here. Nice to see uh, Ben continues to get as many days off as he likes. But um, I will say this here, guys. Um, this, we're starting to see the makings of what a champion is versus a team trying to get there, right? We, Golden State, has in many aspects been outplayed, right? In this uh, in this series, they they're not younger, they're not more athletic. We've we've gone over it a million times through five games here. But what they are are champions uh, across the board. There, when you got Draymond, you got Steph, you got Clay Thompson, and what you're seeing is, and I've always been a, a big believer in this: you have to lose to win. You have to learn how to win a championship. And right now, Boston is going through it. Not to mention, guys, and this is a big factor because I don't know if you guys noticed it. The end of game five, Tatum, Brown, they were gassed. They were absolutely gassed. When you've got Tatum chucking up shots that don't even hit the rim, he's airballing threes. That tells you everything you need to know. It's been a grueling stretch for them. Seven games and just about every, you know, Miami took it to them there. Uh, they had to go through Milwaukee. I mean, even that four-game sweep, it was the closest differential in a four-game sweep in the history of the NBA playoffs. It has been a grind, and I think we're starting to see uh, the effects of the nerves, the pressure, uh, being it, you know, Steph Curry, the great equalizer. They're up against it coming up here in game six. 
Yeah, Rainier, you bring up a good point with just experience. The the Warriors are mm-hmm. the experienced team. The Splash Brothers, all the narratives that Dubs and I were talking about on the last segment, they're kind of crushing all the media narratives that were of that we saw, you know, earlier this season. They're saying it doesn't matter. This Celtics team, they're too young. Now, I want to talk about Steph Curry, though, because, you know, a, a unique mm-hmm. performance by him, I guess we'll say, in Game 5. Oh, for nine from three, only 16 points. However, the Celtics did change their coverage on Curry. How do you mm-hmm. think he is going to tackle game six? Will we see him break the 28 and a half point totals? Will the over hit? Will it be the under? That was very nice of you. I mean, what was the adjective? Unique um, game, uh, was it? <laughs> if you mean suck, because that's exactly what he did. He sucked, <laughs> Megan. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. He was 0 of 9 from yeah. 3. Guys, I don't even know who who the president was the last time Curry didn't make a 3 in a basketball game. That's how ridiculously long it has been. But the beautiful thing about Steph, Megan, is that he is, and we've heard it all series long, right? They're they're not as uh, tall. They're not as athletic. They're not as young, the Golden State, right? They've got bigger size. They're going to be able to dominate, impose their will, yada, yada, yada. We've heard it all. But you know what Golden State has? They have the great equalizer, and that is Steph Curry, because despite all those edges Boston has, guys, guess what? Steph Curry dropped 43. It don't matter what your edge is. Your edge is gone. (laughs) He is the great equalizer in the NBA. And the ability for the guys around him to step up uh, and carry him for the first time that we have seen this entire series. I mean, are we not looking at Wiggins in the MVP market right now, guys? I mean, honestly, quietly, the guy is outside of Steph Curry. Who's been the more consistent player on this team for them? It's Wiggins, both defensively and offensively. So uh, I'm totally impressed with the guys picking up Steph Curry in a game in which it was a bit of a head-scratcher, Megan. Also, a game in which betters lost a boatload of money backing Steph Curry in his threes and his points props and everything else because it's Steph Curry. There's no way he can go 0 for 9 like he's got to make. He's going to make 9 for... No, he didn't. He went 0 for 9. He was terrible, but he was terrible, and his teammates reacted by picking him up, and that, guys, I hate to break it to Celtics fans, is the mark of a champion. Yeah, and, and Joe, I mean, where do the Celtics go from here? It's obviously all about adjustments, but we're getting down to the death, and I mean, Tatum, is he is he a killer or is he a cat? Because I haven't seen it late in the fourth in the clutch when he needs to step up and be great for his team, Ja. Well, um, I think uh, the well, they'll basically be in Aruba in a couple of more days because the season will be over for the Celtics. That's where they're going. Uh, but I Can will say this. Uh, Tatum, the problem with Tatum is that, and they had this stat out uh, in the fourth quarter. We were doing in-game uh, live the other night with this game with, uh, with Wetzel. And... He had 889 playoff minutes heading into that game five, right? The next closest on Golden State was Klay Thompson at 711 minutes. What you are seeing here right now is a bit of fatigue coming down. It has been grueling. Tatum, Horford, and Brown are the three guys that lead in total minutes this playoff season. It is a grind. And for guys that have never 
been there or done this. They're very young. Yes, they're athletic. Well, Al Horford's 108, but they're very young. And these guys are, they have to understand how to be able to pace themselves. Chasing Steph Curry around, and you're right. I mean, they changed the coverage on him, but chasing Steph Curry around is exhausting with all the switching that the Golden State Warriors do. So when the shots aren't falling and all of a sudden you're starting to run out of gas a little bit, what you get is a Jason Tatum that tries to do too much, eventually turns the ball over like Jalen Brown, and nobody, and I mean nobody, shoots themselves in the foot like the Boston Celtics do. Just don't turn the ball over, all right? Minimize that, and you're good to go. Turn the ball over because you're tired, fatigued, whatever it is, or frustrated for that matter. You're going to lose the game, and Golden State is too good, too experienced not to make you pay for it. And that's exactly what they did in this last game, in this series for that matter. And, Joe, you bring up a good point with how how dominant the Warriors have been because of their experience. But it's been interesting to look at these series. I mean, the NBA playoffs as a whole this year, in this series, each game has been won by 10 or more points, which, which is a lot <laughs> when you think about it. And I, I think Andrew Wiggins, as you said, is someone that we've got to give a lot of credit to. Uh, he had, I'd say, the best game in his eight-year career. Now, I'm interested yep. to see how he does game six. You know, coverage is going to change. The outlook's going to change. What are your prop bets on Wiggins for game six? Yeah, um, I mean, what is to stop him right now? You've got a couple of uh, roads intersecting here, Megan, that are going to be interesting. You've got a guy in Wiggins that has quietly, not a lot of fanfare, right, has gone out there, gotten his points, gotten his <clears throat> rebounds. Guys, has anybody noticed what he's doing on the boards here? Uh, pay attention, because if that number is any way, what do we got there? Uh, I don't know, is it seven and a half last time uh, in that last game there? Seven and a half. Uh, if that number is even remotely close to that, again, going into this game, Megan, I can guarantee you I am hammering it because now the Celtics are in a rock and a hard place, right? What are they going to do? They changed the coverage on Steph. It appeared to work, but by doing that, they left themselves vulnerable to Clay Thompson, to Wiggins, and to the other guys stepping up. So uh, I, it's going to be fascinating, and I do think coaching matters. Uh, and yeah, uh, Yudoka is being outcoached uh, right now. How is it they can find rest minutes for Steph Curry in the third and, and get him into the fourth, refresh, but Tatum is left out there to dry? I don't think he came off the court in the second half. I, I mean, what are you, what's going on there, Yudoka? You've got to be able to figure out ways to find the rest moments for it. They dominated the third quarter, and you didn't find two minutes to give a guy a breather? Uh, it's kind of crazy here, but I like Wiggins to do exactly what he has done. Uh, he's probably going to hit 20 points or more, and he's going to have at least double-digit rebounds. He's going to do because what is their answer? Shift the focus to Wiggins and leave Steph? Um, Steph Curry going to have, uh, and answer me this, Megan, Steph Curry going to have another 0 for 9, 9 from 3 uh, in game yeah. 6. What do you think? Yeah. Curry's, so you think true. Curry's upset right they're now? True. I mean, he's limpid. This is we're not so going to see this from Curry for a sec now. There's no way. Yep. And they know it. Celtics jo know it. They're in trouble. Joe, what, 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 what about Game Six? Clay Thompson. I mean, he goes for 21 the other night. His points total set at 20 and a half. What do you think? I mean, surely you're going to try and take that space away from Steph. Gives him a bit of bit more room out there on the floor. 
Clay is an enigma, isn't he? It's so funny because all I have I'm heard all series long <laughs> is that stick a fork at him. He's done. Oh, my God. He's slower. He's terrible. He can't shoot. He's awful. He's going to be the reason they lose. Yeah. Okay. How's that working out now? Up three games to two. Uh, yeah. He is quietly also. And, and again, it's very hard. The guy missed how long now? Two, nearly what? Two seasons? Blows out one knee, then comes back, blows out another knee. I mean, this is, he's not, uh, you know, 25-year-old Clay Thompson. No kidding. But he's a different player now. And it's taken him this entire season to kind of find his stride again. It doesn't, you don't just snap your fingers and voila, Clay Thompson of five years ago is here. Uh, he's figuring some things out still. I think his best season is yet to come. I think now that he's had this under uh, under his wing, I think Clay is, uh, he will have no issues moving forward, provided he stays healthy. But again, he's a guy that you can't take for granted. The first two games, he couldn't make a shot, right? He couldn't make a shot, so everyone's like, yeah. oh, fade, fade Clay, fade Clay. He ain't gonna make an under in his threes. Like, yeah, right up until, I don't know, game three, and now all of a sudden, he's making his shot. So again, careful what you wish for. What do you do now? I think Clay, I think Steph, I think Wiggins, those big three, and forget Draymond, although he does. Is there a prop anywhere on that uh, Draymond has more fouls than points in this series? Because if there is, um, count me in. I'm all over that prop. Whatever that is, I'm playing it there. But those three are going to be the reason Golden State wins. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Joe, Clay really – we got to look at game five and talk about his efficiency. And I understand, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he struggled a bit, but this is the perfect example of an efficient game. Seven, uh, what was it? Seven of 14. He, he, nope. he really just, I felt like encompassed what it needed, what needed to be done. Nope. He was seven of 14 from the field, five of 11 from three. Now, my question is, even with Curry not having the strongest game, are the MVP mm -hmm. odds, are they locked in? Is it Curry no matter what? If Golden State wins, yes, because he hasn't had one, right? And you don't think the uh, the voters uh, know that um, he? I don't think he's ever had an NBA Finals MVP to the man because just what Steph needs is another trophy. Uh, but the reality is, at this point, they're not here if it's not for Steph Curry. Even though he had that game last night, I doubt very much we're going to see a repeat performance. So I, I love Wiggins. I could be there, but I doubt very much. It's Steph's to lose, guys. And it's all over. Six games, Joe. Make it rain, guys. Make it rain. There it is. Always over. a pleasure, man. <laughs> Joe Ranieri. We come back. Plenty more here on the morning after. Getting your day started right. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the morning after Dubs Anderson and Megan Payton taking you through the next hour. Megan, so much good sports going on today. This week, MLB Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Game 6. Come on now, the U.S. Open Golf. But it's time to play a little game as we cap off our number one. Megan, you up for a bit of fun? 
Oh yeah, it is time for Guess the Line Dubs. I'm excited, what do we have here today? Guess the line, Megan Payton, game six tomorrow. Golden State Warriors taken on the Boston Celtics in Boston. What is going to be the closing line for this game? Closing line dubs, it's going to stay the same at Celtics minus four. Now, you might ask the question or people might ask the question, why would it stay there? As we've said in the past two segments, each of these games, each of these five games in the series have been decided by 10 or more points. Why are we not seeing more of a point jump here? And it's because the books need to make their money. This to them is the best way to do that. Keep it low. They don't want a lot of people betting the dogs here. So they're going to go with a kind of more even money here. Now, do I think that this is going to cover? No, I like the Celtics um, or I like the Warriors, but I don't think that it's going to be decided by only four points. I think we're going to see a bit more of a differential here, but it's going to end at Celtics minus four for game six. Yeah, I, I love Golden State plus four, and that is right in the sweet spot. You're going to get a lot of action, both sides, both parties coming in there. I think four, I think it's a perfect balance. I think you're completely on the money, if you will. Um, and, and I'm going to say Golden State plus four, I think they're going to start strong, too much experience, too much class. They come out the gates, and, and for Boston Celtics, I mean, playing in a game six, in front of the home fans, that is going to hit different. That is something else. Time for these young guys to prove themselves. But for me, Megan, I'm going to go Gold State plus four. You know how we do. Plenty more when we come back the morning after. Happy Wednesday.